1: You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Network. Let me tell you something. We are up to like episode 320, something like that, 316, something like that. We have been doing this for a while. If you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, you already know that we're here to win your leagues and win that cash. Boy, do we have a big show for you tonight, all right? I'm going to continue my division-by-division division previews. I'm going to give you all the diamonds in the rough and the full gazies, the guys to forget about, this time in the NFC West, okay? I'm also going to talk a little bit about the All-Star game, some snubs, some rosters, some stuff like that. I'll break that down into a fine powder. And as always, we put the fun in functional sports Content. Okay, we're going to do a couple of things. I hear there is congratulations in order from a big time supporter of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I'm talking to you. A man, strong style ninja. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. We're going to bring back our guys, the Trap Game Maestros. Instead of the rapping athletes, we're going to be bringing them back, okay? Because our guy JP down there, the Night Owl down there in the fantasy pit of misery, dilly-dilly to him. He's going to also help me break down which of the Trap Game Maestros remixes were the best as uh, as we head on in to the fantasy football season, draft season, and all that. But listen, we have to get started. And right now, if you are watching Fantasy Freestyle and you have not been plugged in and tuned into the news of the last couple of hours or of this afternoon, we have major, major news for a a top-quality running back in the NFL, okay? And I want to be very delicate about this. I want to be very kind of sensitive about this, okay? Here's what we know. Here's what has happened. We are talking about LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills, all right? What has come out today... I guess, on social media, okay, his girlfriend, I guess her name is Delicia, put up a post, and I'm just going to straight read the post and then kind of explain the pictures that go along with this, okay? She says, directed at Shady McCoy, that he is the devil. You are an animal. We didn't say anything about how you beat your dog Henny into kidney failure, Let's not talk about all the times my best friend had to stop you from viciously beating your son for small things like peeing in the bed. We kept quiet about your drug usage, all the illegal steroids and needles you were using. But I will not keep quiet about this. I can't believe you did this to my best friend. Your karma is going to be so real. The world needs to know what type of animal you really are. This was just her yesterday on the left... And now this morning is her on the right, hashtag woman beater, hashtag animal abuser, hashtag child abuser, at NFL, at Buffalo Bells, at TMZ TV, and then there is a picture of, you know, this woman, um, you know, on the left side, and then what can only be described as gruesome, beatings, uh, bleeding, swollen, clearly something is going on, okay? Now, at this point, this is just on social media, you know, at this point, LaShawn McCoy has said that these allegations are totally baseless and that he has had not had any direct contact with any of the people involved for months. The Buffalo Bills have released a statement saying that they have, quote unquote, spoken to LaShawn McCoy and that they will, quote unquote, continue to gather information, but let's talk about this for a second. (laughs) He talks about like in this, there's accusations of performance enhancing drugs. There's accusations of child abuse. There's accusations of animal abuse. There's accusations of domestic violence against this woman. If you look at the pictures and if you go on social media and just search LaShawn McCoy, it will pop up very, very quickly. If this is true, LaShawn McCoy needs to go to jail. If this is true, LaShawn McCoy needs to go to jail. If you look at these pictures, um, this is a problem, okay? And here's the thing. We're in this age of video. Remember Ray Rice? There was video involved. Josh Brown, the kicker for the Giants, no video or images involved. He got one game. Ray Rice, there's a video, he got, in essence, the death penalty a life sentence, right? There are pictures here, and I got to tell you, I'm staring at them right now. They are tough to look at, okay? They are tough to look at. And when we're talking about animal abuse and PEDs, like, if this is true, LaShawn McCoy may have played his last down in the NFL. I am holding out judgment because, you know, LaShawn is saying that this is something else, that he hasn't talked to these people in months. So, I don't know. And this is breaking today, okay? But we're going to hear a lot about this. Here's where I'm going to go now with this. Let's talk about this for football. Let's talk about this for fantasy football. If you want to see the pictures, go on social media and search LaShawn McCoy. I'm sure it will pop up. And I got to tell you, they're not easy to look at. They're not easy to stomach, okay? And I have to maintain, I don't know if this is true, how these things happened, right? If this is true, I'm telling you right now, Shady McCoy needs to be done in the NFL. If this is true. Okay? But let's talk about the football implications. Funny part, uh, it's not funny, but what's interesting is I was talking this morning with my guy Scott Engel on Roto Experts in the morning with Jake Seeley, the number one all-in kid ranker of, of fantasy football, the number one accuracy expert. And one of the things we were talking about is that DeMarco Murray is one of the only running backs left out there who could still sign with a team and impact the rankings, right? He actually, when remember when Mark Ingram got popped for four games and suspended? DeMarco Murray did not want to try out with the Saints because he didn't want to be just part of a committee. He was waiting for an opportunity where he could be a real guy. And we were talking about this on air, about how he was probably going to be waiting for an injury, in training camp. And we were talking about where are the situations where he could be looking. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If this is true, there is an opening for a starting running back for the Buffalo Bills. And I think DeMarco Murray might just be the guy to kind of fill it. I think it's very interesting. Right now, the number two running back for the Buffalo Bills is Chris Ivory. Okay, so if, if, if the Bills don't make a move or anything like that um he would be next man up the proverbial next man up okay but when we talk about this who knows what the league might do with this information who knows how true this is okay this is very fresh it's breaking today but I will say this something happened to that woman something happened to that woman I don't know if LaShawn McCoy was the cause of it or not but if that is true Shady McCoy may have played his last down of NFL football. And it gets to the point, like, I mentioned this last week when we talked about other bad behavior. Last week, it was about Jameis Winston. And I made the point, it's so weird that Jameis Winston gets three games for his issue with the Uber driver. Ezekiel Elliott gets six games for something. Josh Brown, the kicker of the New York football giants, got one game for repeated domestic violence. Meanwhile... Tom Brady gets four games for deflating footballs. Meanwhile, Martavis Bryant, Josh Gordon, Chantrell Henderson, these guys get 16 games for smoking marijuana. Let's see what happens with this Shady McCoy story. So at this point, what I am recording, reporting, right, is that a friend of one of Shady McCoy's former girlfriends put on Twitter or put on Instagram, on social media, that, LaShawn McCoy was this dirtbag that did this to this woman that also abused his child that abused his dog and that was inject you know doing performance enhancing drugs and steroids the whole time. A lot of claims in there. So if they are true he's probably done. Okay. The the other one thing I'll say about this down there in the fantasy pit of misery my boy Mike Florio who is a Bills fan, my best friend forever there, also brought up this point and I know we're talking about a serious issue. But his dog's name was Henny? As in Hennessy? That's some, uh, that's some ignorant-ish right there. I got to tell you, that's some ignorant-ish right there. I ain't mad at you for that. I am exceptionally mad if, in fact, LaShawn McCoy was the cause of what we saw on those pictures, okay? So definitely keep an eye out on that because it, as it relates to where you position your RB1s and your top, like, 12 running backs, it has an issue for, obviously, Chris Ivory. It has an issue, obviously, for DeMarco Murray, who could see this as a real full-time opportunity. The other place... You know, your boy speeds the spitting statistician. I'm trying to have you get ahead of it to win your leagues and win that cash. I, as soon as I saw this news, I went straight to mybookie.ag. The Buffalo Bills' season wins total was at six and a half. It's now at six. Doesn't really move it much. What do you think the Buffalo Bills without LaShawn McCoy are? I think I might lay a couple of shekels on that. All I'm saying is I'm looking for how I can potentially take advantage of that. And that will be probably a big topic over the next weeks and months, what this is and what the implications of this are. So we're going to keep it moving right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We got a lot of other stuff to talk about, but that was the headline news of the day. So we had to get it to you. But remember, at this point, it's a post on social media. We have to look at that. All right. We're doing division by division, and today, this week, where we are is the NFC West, okay? We're going to break down the diamonds, the fugazis, the scheduling implications of the teams in the NFC West, and we start, I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals, okay? I believe the Arizona Cardinals are fugazi all around. The season win total for the Arizona Cardinals is five and a half. I would go to right on over to mybookie.ag. I would lay the under on this. I believe the Arizona Cardinals are going to be one of the worst teams in the nfl i think they will be in the top five drafting next year listen yeah josh rosen may be more pro ready than other quarterbacks but you got sam bradford there at least until he gets hurt right and then the thing is yeah you got the returning david johnson but again i'm putting 53 men in the box against david johnson right here's my diamond in the rough for the Arizona Cardinals. Give me shares left and right of Ricky Seals-Jones, their tight end. This is a guy who flashed towards the end of last week. I think there was like a three-week stretch where he definitively flashed. He's going to, in my opinion, take that jump. Second-year tight ends take a big jump. I've already told you I don't like most rookie tight ends. He now has an offseason under his belt. I'm comfortable with Ricky Seals-Jones in that kind of third tier. Listen, at tight end, you got your Urch, you got your Kelsey, you got Gronk. Underneath that, you got a nice little tier of second tight ends, you know, you got your Greg Olson's, Jimmy Graham's, your Evan Ingram's, your Delaney Walker's, your Kyle Rudolph's, right? That gets you to eight. Right after that, from tight end 9 to tight end, like, 16, I think it's a rough underbelly kind of tier. I call it a Baskin-Robbins tier. Different flavors. 31 flavors. It depends on what you like, okay? Maybe it's a guy like Trey Burton. Maybe it's a guy like Ricky Seals-Jones. I think Ricky Seals-Jones is definitively in that tier and someone with upside who can be a tight end one that you can wait on. So I like Ricky Seals-Jones there. But otherwise... Keep me away from the Arizona Cardinals. I'll even go so far to say this. Bold prediction for the Arizona Cardinals. David Johnson will not be a top five running back this year. Yeah, I said it. David Johnson will not be a top five running back this year. When I'm stacking David Johnson up against Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, you know, uh, who else is out there? Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Alvin Kamara. Here are the things that david johnson has to deal with that none of those other guys have to deal with one he's coming off a season-ending injury the last two games in the nfl he's played he did not finish a season-ending injury he's coming back from the last time we saw david johnson his head coach was the mad hatter bruce Arians and his aggressive style offense and the quarterback was pro bowl fringe caliber carson palmer That's what made him rise to prominence. Now we've got rookie head coach, what is it, Steve Wilkes? And we have that quarterback. I'm not sure. Is it Bradford? Is it a rookie? All I'm saying... Yeah, David Johnson is a first-round talent. Yeah, David Johnson is awesome. But when I'm splitting hairs between the truly best of the best and elite of the elite, these are considerations that Lev Bell, Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley do not have to worry about. They're not changing quarterbacks. They're not changing head coaches and schemes. They are not coming back from a season-ending injury. That's all I'm saying. So relatively speaking, David Johnson, fugazi to me, all right? I want nothing to do with these Arizona Cardinals. My next team up in this division, the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, I think we're pouring a little bit too much dirt on the graves of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, the Legion of Boom is dead. Sherman gone, Chancellor retiring, Earl Thomas may wind up in Dallas. We understand that, right? But they still got K.J. Wright. They still got Bobby Wagner. You know, they still have some pieces on that defense. And they still have, in my opinion, a interesting value, MVP candidate in the NFL. I'm talking about Russell Wilson, who, listen, if you're going to spend up for a quarterback, I would love it to be Russell Wilson. He gives you that rushing yards. He is disciplined. If you're going to spend up in the fourth or fifth round for a quarterback, I'd take Russell Wilson. I'd take him above Deshaun Watson. I'd even take him potentially above a guy like Tom Brady because of the rushing potential, all right? But I'm waiting on quarterback, so you shouldn't do that. Let me tell you who I do like. I like... Listen, I like Tyler Lockett. Okay, because you know there's Doug Baldwin. Who is going to be that number two receiver? I don't think it's going to be Brandon Marshall. I think it'll be Tyler Lockett, okay? So keep an eye out on Tyler Lockett. I love the rookie, Rashad Penny. I think he has a chance to be a real RB2, a three-down kind of back. And I would pause a little bit on Doug Baldwin. Here's the thing. Their schedule is pretty good. They have four of their last five games, maybe something like six of their last eight at home. You know the Seahawks have a definitive home field advantage out there with the 12s. So keep an eye on Seattle. I really do believe that people are underestimating Seattle. They're writing their obituaries a little bit too soon. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, two teams down, we've got two teams in the NFC West to still talk about, okay? Everyone loves the San Francisco 49ers. I'll tell you why. I'll pump the brakes on that a little bit. There is some diamonds in the rough there regardless, and then we'll break down the Los Angeles Rams, and like I said, we got all-star games in Major League Baseball, and we put the fun and functional sports radio. I'm going to tell you why the big three is a trailblazing league and what JP thinks about the trap game maestros and Rod and Gurley. All that when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on back.
0: If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions,
1: Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save
0: 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product.
2: Fantasy.
3: Juju smith questioning the type of production he could get when Bell and Brown are on the field. When Antonio Brown was out, with 16.6% of the Steelers' targets, that ranked 58th amongst all wide receivers. It's not like he's going to get that wide receiver one opportunity because when Antonio Brown is out there, the numbers are completely different. They're going to go to Antonio Brown. They're going to go to Le'Veon Bell. The more that you were laying out those numbers, the more and more I thought, maybe I don't want Juju Smith-Schuster this year.
2: Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
1: Hey, I'm Jeff. Look. unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Game time decisions. France and England is the dream matchup, though, is it? Any soccer
3: matchup here, if we look at how this plays out and, you know, the potential matchups, France versus Croatia, good, fun soccer. Any one of them are good soccer matches. But from an aesthetic standpoint, it's hard to top France versus England. It speaks for itself, right? It's just very, very simple, yeah. basic France versus England. <laughs> Weekdays, 4 p.m.
0: Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Yo, this might be a little O.B. Trice. This could be some got some teeth out of O.B. Trice. Regardless, you listen to Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We put the fun in functional sports radio with your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, and the stats over Cypher. We come here every Tuesday to watch live. Check it out Thursday nights on the radio as well. All right. Check it out. We were talking about the NFC West. I told you there were two teams down. I gave you my thoughts on the Seahawks. I gave you some thoughts on the Cardinals, okay? Go on over to mybookie.ag right now. Bet the under on the Arizona Cardinals. As it relates to the San Francisco 49ers, their over-under is 8.5. The same way that everybody is writing the obituary of the Seattle Seahawks, eh! Everybody is hyping up the San Francisco 49ers. Everyone thinks that Jimmy Garoppolo, out of nowhere, is going to all of a sudden, because he won five games in a row when nobody gave a damn in December, and everybody was more worried about their golf vacations than they worried about beating the 49ers, Jimmy G went 5-0. and I got it. Jimmy G is an, a, a decent NFL quarterback. But to think that Jimmy G is going to wind up being QB 7 or 8 In fantasy this year, to think that all of a sudden the San Francisco 49ers take another step forward and go like 10 and 6. Their over under is 8.5. This is a team that's been a laughing stock for the better part of the last decade. You're telling me all of a sudden they're gonna go 9 and 7 this year? They're gonna go 10 and 6 this year? They're gonna win a wild card this year? Slow down. Okay, slow down. That's what your boy Speeds is here to tell you, okay? I think similar to, say, like the Chicago Bears right they could be a team that's like trending in the right direction moving organizationally right the arrow heading up that sort of thing and they can still win six games this year or seven games this year i think the hype train has gone way too far on jimmy garoppolo and the san francisco 49ers and my boy the analyst chris ventra you heard me Way too far. I know you want to play, like, the Italian National Anthem in front of every San Francisco 49er game, and you would kneel for that. But no, let's chill a little bit on the San Francisco 49ers, and that's why, relatively speaking, Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, is a fugazi, all right? You need to forget about him. At least, relatively speaking, at that level, I've seen him going QB8 overall. I'm seeing him getting picked ahead of guys like a, uh, a Rivers, a Stafford, a Wentz. And I would take those guys over Jimmy G. I would take guys that I have seen it, like Stafford and Rivers, that I've seen it year after year after year, than a guy who we're going to extrapolate after, after going 5-0 and at the end of the season in garbage time. Okay? Don't get me wrong. They could be taking a step and going in the right direction, but let's just chill a little bit. I will say this. You know a guy that I do like? One of my diamonds in the rough for the San Francisco 49ers is tight end George Kittle. Similar to Ricky Seals Jones here. George Kittle, I think, could take that second year tight end jump. Okay. I think that, um, He flashed also last year. He's going, you know, tight end, say, 15 or something. He, to me, is the back end of that Baskin-Robbins tier, different flavors. He has the potential to maybe sneak into the back end of tight end one. He could represent a value for you. I'm okay with waiting and then getting like Ricky Seals-Jones and George Kittle, something like that, or Trey Burton, one of those kind of guys, okay? Keep an eye out on George Kittle. The one other thing I'll mention as it comes to the Niners is Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is getting the ton of love. Like the San Francisco 49ers are getting a ton of love. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a ton of love. However, I think McKinnon is kind of priced relatively fairly. Okay, Jarek McKinnon is going right now generally I think is mostly like a third-round pick. He's going as like a best of the best in terms of RB2s. Maybe he's ranked RB like 13, 14, 15 in a lot of places. And especially in PPR formats, I think that's about right. I think that's about right. I think that's where Jarek McKinnon belongs. I think especially in PPR formats, he's going to, they're saying in this uh, Kyle Shanahan offense, he is going to play the role of Devontae Freeman. And that sounds good to me. That sounds like high-end RB2 production to me. Okay, will Joe Williams have some opportunity? Maybe. Will Matt Breida have some opportunity? Maybe. But Jarek McKinnon is going to be a boss. Just don't let the hype train go too far like it has in Jimmy G and this team overall. I'm not touching this line of eight and a half wins for the Niners. And if you put a gun to my head, I would take the under. Okay? I would take the under on this. I think they can, you know, take another step. And finish seven and nine. Very, very simply. They could even finish eight and eight, and you would still cash out on this bet. I don't think they go all the way up to nine and seven or ten and six in this year. A team, however, that can is the last team in this division, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm very high on the Los Angeles Rams. It's almost like it's 420. I'm so high on the Los Angeles Rams. Listen, they did—they took that step last year. They were ahead of schedule last year with this McVay offense. Now another year of development for Jared Goff. Another year for Todd Gurley. Another year for guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods in this system. But team-wise, I love what they did on defense. This is a fantasy defense you need to get. If you can, I'm not talking about spending like an 11th round pick on them, but I think the Rams are going to be a top, top defense. Okay, here's why. And I wrote an article about this in the uh, Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package. You can get an article from me about what defenses to target and the Rams are one of them. And here's why. What you depend on on defenses are sacks and interceptions. And for sacks, these guys are going to put pressure like no other teams from the interior, okay? You know about Aaron Donald. You know about Michael Brockers, who they have. Already, two great defensive linemen. I think Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the NFL. I said it, even with J.J. Watt healthy. And what do they do? They add to that interior line in Dominican Sioux. Think about the Seattle Seahawks offensive line and the pressure that these guys are going to get straight up the gut against most teams, okay? And then if you're getting pressure, these quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo included, are going to make quick decisions. So what did they do in cornerback? They got themselves Aqib Talib. And they got themselves Marcus Peters. These are not only two like good cornerbacks. These are cornerbacks who are known for jumping routes, taking gambles. I think they're going to take some back to the house, pick sixes the other way. I really like this Los Angeles Rams team. Offensively, here's a point I'll make, though. You know about Gurley, right? Top three pick. Do it. If you listen to the Stats Over Beats Cypher, if you're a fan of Speeds, know about fantasy freestyle you know about my concept of the fantasy herd and i think these three rams wide receivers will represent the fantasy herd more than almost any other team listen if they're all playing 16 games if there's no injury i'm gonna tell you right now robert woods cooper cup and brandon cooks i really can see a universe where they all are literally within 10 targets of each other within 10 catches or five catches of each other this year, within 50, 60 yards of each other this year, within one or two touchdowns this year, okay? And so that being said, you look at their ADP, Brandon Cooks is going miles ahead of Woods and Cup. So I think that means that Cooks in this group is the Fugazi. I don't think he represents value for you, relatively speaking. And I think Cooper Cup does. I think Robert Woods does does okay they're all gonna have weeks where they pop off thus the fantasy herd right and this is great for the real life team Not so much for the fantasy owners, right? So when you're considering Rams wideouts and the other guys that are around them, remember, there's going to be some weeks where they win you weeks. And then there's going to be some weeks, let's say you're the Robert Woods owner, where Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley get all the love and Robert Woods defecates the mattress for you. Just remember that on a week-to-week basis, this inconsistency is going to frustrate you, but that it's good for the actual Los Angeles Rams. I look at their schedule, man. They got a tough schedule. They are one of three teams in the NFL who have a three-game road trip. They play back-to-back-to-back in Seattle, in Denver, in San Francisco. Remember, this team finished in first place last year, so they have a first-place schedule. They have... They got a road game against Philadelphia. They have the Minnesota Vikings. They go to New Orleans to take on the Saints right after that three-game road trip. They have the NFC West. I mean, excuse me, the AFC West. So they play the Chargers, who I really like. You know, I mean, they've got a tough schedule. So keep an eye out on that. I will say this, though. If the Rams get through the gauntlet that is their schedule and do finish 10-6, and and 11-5. They will be battle-tested. They will have had experience against the Eagles, against the Vikings, against the Packers, against the Saints, and I think they will be tried and true and tested and ready to make a run in the NFC West and in the NFC, okay? The Rams are one of the two teams that I do have representing the NFC in the NFC Championship game, okay? I always give you this. Last year, I said this about the Philadelphia Eagles, Last week, I said it about the Los Angeles Chargers. This week, I'm saying it about the Los Angeles Rams. I have them pegged as one of the two teams in the NFC Championship game. If not representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, the one caveat for me is this schedule is tough. So I see Rams are the class of the division. Their season win total is nine and a half. I think that they should get over that. But remember, this schedule is real tough that's my cause for pause. They got a gauntlet of a schedule, but if they get through that, I can see them being the over the class of this division. I see the Cardinals as an extreme kind of drag and fugazi as a team, and I think a lot of people are going to have San Francisco over San Francisco and Seattle. I've got it Seattle-San Francisco. I've got it the other way just because I think the hype train has gone too far. All right, let's keep it moving here. I told you I would talk about the All-Star game. Rosters have been released, and we got a poll question up. I'm asking you who should start the AL, for the AL. Who should be the starting pitcher for the American League in the All-Star game, which I believe takes place a week from tonight. All right. Your options are Chris Sale, Luis Severino, Corey Kluber, and Justin Verlander. Big shout out right now to Clayton Trahan, who says Severino, and this coming from a Red Sox fan who wants to give a nod to the New York Yankees and Luis Severino. I agree, Severino has been a beast. I think it's important for him to get the nod. And then I want to give a shout out also Justin Sangali and my best friend forever, Frankie Stanfill. They're talking about write-in votes for Tampa Bay Rays starter Blake Snell. And I think that's interesting because I do believe that Blake Snell is the biggest snub of either roster. Listen, Blake Snell leads the American League as of say like when these teams were announced at a 2.09 ERA that leads the AL. It's 12 and four on albeit a mediocre Tampa Bay Rays team. He's getting Ws for the Rays. Okay, he has 132 strikeouts in 116 innings. Batting average against under 200 at 183, okay? He's a lefty. This breakout season, he should be on this team, so I respect the people out there that answered the poll and chimed in saying, hey, what about Blake Snell? I get that, okay? Here's another thing I want to talk about the AL team. What about the shortstops? I have been talking about how the shortstop is packed in the American League. We know about Manny Machado, who's on the trade block, right? We know about, oh, Francisco Lindor, who is a stud and on the roster, right? Get this, though. I mean, you got Jean Segura, who's having a killer season on the final vote. You have Angelton Simmons, who's having a killer season on on the final vote you have Carlos Correa who's on the disabled list right now but is a beast not even eligible for the final vote left off this roster there's other guys I'm talking about Didi Gregorius who had a great start to the season has some good numbers Tim Anderson has some good numbers there's others you know on the twins you know I think Rosario's in like the final vote or Rodriguez is in the final vote AL shortstop is stacked okay so keep an eye out on that I think in this final vote, though, you got Simmons, you got Segura. The other choices are Benettendi, Eddie Rosario, and Giancarlo Stanton. I think that Stanton is going to win this fan vote because it's something like a popularity contest, right? So I think that is very, very interesting. Listen, on the other side of things, when you look at the NL rosters, okay, where's my man Kyle Freeland? Like, Kyle Freeland has a 4.1 war already. All right? That's like one of the highest in the National League. Where is Kyle Freeland? Where is Dodgers standout Ross Stripling? Okay? I think these guys are, in fact, snubs. Okay? Freeland is pitching to a 3.18 ERA, and half of his games he's pitching at Coors Field. Okay? That's pretty darn impressive to me, and so I think he deserves a spot. When you look at the final vote, you got Trey Turner, Brandon Belt, uh, Matt Carpenter, Max Muncie, and Jesus Aguilar. Let me tell you something. I would love it to be Jesus Aguilar. This kid came out of nowhere when, um, when Thames got injured, and we thought he was just going to be a fill-in at a corner infielder. Boy, has he taken and run with it. I think a- Aguilar deserves some consideration, and I would also love to see Max Muncy. You know, Muncie has come kind of out of nowhere for this. And so I believe that Max Muncie would be a good choice. I would love to see Jesus Aguilar as well. Here's the point I'm gonna make about this though. And we talk about this when the Pro Bowl rosters came out for the NFL. A lot of these guys are gonna wind up making the team. Okay. Everyone is gonna have like there's gonna be some injuries that take people out. You know, Busta Posey's got a hip. He's going to miss some time. Glaber Torres is now on the DL. Maybe he needs to be replaced. You know, there's others as well. Okay? So there's going to be some openings there. They've also come up with this new rule that a pitcher, you know, because the All-Star game is on a Tuesday, a week from tonight, as we're drinking on a Tuesday, right? Dilly dilly. Any pitchers that go for their normal teams on that Sunday, the last day of the first half before the break, they're not eligible for the game because they're not going to be able to, they don't have enough rest. They're not going to go out there, right? So any pitchers that start on Sunday this week are not eligible. That's going to take another one or two people out of consideration. They will have been named to the all-star team, but will not be actual all-stars. And so they're going to need some kind of replacements, right? And then, you know, there's always kind of like little things here and there that you hear about teams and or about players and why they will wind up not being there and they will be replaced. So I think ultimately all these guys, the Andrelton Simmons, the Andrew Benatiendis of the world, right, the uh, Max Muncies, the Trey Turners, the Jesus Aguilars, the Blake Snells, you know, I think a lot of them are going to wind up being on rosters, check back in with us, you know, In a couple of days or in a couple of weeks, in a week or so, when this game is actually played, I think there are going to be some more people um, introduced as All Stars. Okay. I will say this I want to talk about the biggest surprise in each league real quick. On the NL squad, yo, shout out to Matt Kemp turning the clock back, right? I mean, Matt Kemp, 317, 15 homers, 57 ribbies, right? I didn't think he'd be one of the best Dodgers outfielders this year. He's one of the best National League outfielders this year. So I got to say, I like that. In terms of a surprise on the American League, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Jimenez. You know, I mean, last year he had a 12 ERA. You know, he does have 46 strikeouts at 41 innings. But he's not really, like, that closer type. I would have I would have rather guys, like, I would have rather see maybe a guy like Nick Castellanos get a chance. You know, um, I would have liked to see maybe over Shinsu Chu. You know, that sort of thing. So, there's obviously places you can go. But take a look at those all-star rosters. Make sure you have the fan vote. And remember, we also got a poll here on Twitter. Who should start in the AL uh, for the American League, who should be on the bump? Your options, Chris Sale, Luis Severino, Corey Kluber, and Justin Verlander. Shout out and praise and props to the guys who wrote in Blake Snell. 54% of you right now say Luis Severino. Followed 26% say Chris Sale. 15% say Justin Verlander. Only 5% saying Corey Kluper, despite yet another great season for what is, I believe, the defending AL Cy Young Award winner. He continues to not get enough respect in this elite tier. When we come back, we put the fun and functional sports content, Rod and Gurley by the trap Gate. Maestros, and I tell you why. Big 3 and Ice Cube, that big 3-on-3 league, they are a trailblazer in professional sports. Find out what I'm talking about when we come back. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the other side of the break. Fantasy Football friends. Hey, when you did your rankings last year, was it a player or two that you was like, you know what, this guy right here, maybe I got him in the wrong
2: spot. I felt like it was going to be a good year because we talked about it in general.
0: The, the rookie running backs, we were all high, especially Matt. And I, from day one, was on Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, those guys. Honestly, I was one of the higher people ranked on, on Camara. And Camara was still
2: consensus all the way down in the 50s, though, because nobody was expecting that because of Adrian Peterson. Weekdays,
0: 1 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Scout. Fantasy Sports.
0: Chris Bryant, he had a successful hitting session in the batting cage. Still not sure exactly what the timetable is for his return. It sounds like they want him to go on a rehab assignment, but that could be only a day or two. We've seen that with some players recently. They'll just send him out there for a day or two and then bring them back. So that might be the case with Chris Bryant. Hopefully we get word before the start of play next week so we can make that decision in weekly leagues on what to do. Weekdays on the fantasy sports radio network and on popular podcast providers. Stick sneakers are taking over. Over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skicks canvas high top, low top, slip-on, and kids' tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skicks helps fans perform better. Go to skicks.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's skicks.com. Skicks sneakers, the soul of a true fan.
1: I don't wanna live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. Every day is a struggle, yo. It's the everyday struggle. Notorious B.I.G. bringing us back to the fantasy freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your boy, Spent Statistician, holding down the stats over Beat Cypher, where we put the fun in functional sports content we got to go downstairs right now to the fantasy pit of misery dilly dilly down to the guys i'm going to talk to jp a little bit later on as we do the trap game maestro's remix of Rod and girly but i want to talk to my man danny auto for a hot second danny auto are you with me i'm always here that's what i'm talking about that's <laughs> what i'm talking about first of all I want to ask you something. You mentioned to me that one of our biggest supporters in the chat room, as usual, is he in the chat room right now, though, Danny? I He's oddly silent if oh, he is. I know. It's messed weird. Messed up. Listen, my man Strong Style Ninja out there, I have received word that you are getting married this weekend. All right? So, listen, from your boy Spittin' Speeds... From the spittin' statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority, I want to wish you congratulations, okay? I want to wish you congratulations on your wedding this weekend. You're a definitive part of the Stats Over beats Cypher. Dilly dilly, my man. Uh, congratulations, okay? So I definitely want to get that out. Hey, Danny, check this out, though. Uh, do you know anything about this big three, that Ice Cube League? There's like the kind of, like, retired NBA guys playing, like, three-on-three half-court basketball.
3: I did not know about this.
1: You're not familiar with it at all? No, 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 not at all. All right, so we got guys like (laughs) old, you know, retired players, you know, guys like, you know, ages like 35 to 50, let's say, are in, and it's a three-on-three thing. Ice Cube is involved. He's the founder of this league. This is the second year of the league, okay, the big three. And I'm talking about guys like Kenyon Martin, Al Harrington, like legit stars from back in the day, you know, that are now playing like half court. And it's kind of cool. It's out there. It's on FS1, I think, Um, you know, like Friday nights or whatever. However, it is a professional sports league, and uh, I got a press release from the Big Three that I just want to read a piece of to you, and then I want to get your reaction, Danny, all right? All right. Uh, this was two weeks ago. The Big Three has legal legalized CBDs, effective immediately for its players. The Big Three becomes the first professional sports league to allow players to use CBDs for pain management. The Big Three announced today the legalization of cannabis oil, CBDs, effective immediately for the 2018 season, which tipped off in Houston couple of weeks ago. This announcement follows the removal of CDB from the World Anti-Doping Agency's banned substance list, which went into effect at the beginning of 2018. With this decision, the Big Three is now the first professional sports league in the United States to allow CBDs for pain management and recovery. More than a dozen countries, including Canada and Israel, have approved CBD-based medications for professional athletes and consumers then it goes on to say al harrington a 16-year veteran of the nba and co-captain of one of the big threes teams the trilogy who won the championship last year he actually has his own cbd company called viola it's a brand and supplier of cannabis products in colorado and michigan oregon and california and he's recently announced the formation of harrington wellness and the big three is getting down with this legalizing CBDs for pain management and recovery for their athletes. What do you think, Danny? I'm in more power to There you go. <laughs> I like that you stayed. You know, I had to walk a tightrope when I was talking about Shady McCoy at the top of the show. Right. I like how you were very uh, careful. Yeah with your responses there listen i ain't gonna be careful danny this is effing amazing okay if you listen to the stats over beat cypher you know i have been talking about marijuana as pain management how to get off of these prescription drugs and all the craziness that how how the painkillers become addicting and that this these CBDs specifically the science is in people there are legitimate effects for everything from cancer to seizures to pain management and recovery, and I want to tip my cap not only to strong-style ninja who's getting married this weekend. Congratulations to you. If I had a beer, I'd say dilly-dilly. Um, But I think this is big news, Danny. Big three. I think they're trailblazing. I think... I guess, Danny, do you think this could be a first domino? Do you think ever they could see, like, this could be kind of like a test case, the guinea pig, and see that it actually is maybe helpful? Do you think this could be the uh, the opening of the door to some of the other mainstream sports considering the legalization of CBDs or marijuana?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it only takes a couple of positive reactions yeah and stuff like that for for other places to be more open to it for sure yeah
1: i think that's absolutely true and guys if you're down with the stats over beat cypher if you're listening right now like say on youtube or on twitter hit me up okay um at spittin speeds hit me up in the chat room there on youtube tell me tell me what you guys think about this listen I have been talking about this for a while. We talk about all the NFL athletes, right, and the stuff that they go through afterwards. Not only the CTE, but the rage and the depression and all that stuff. And a lot of NFL athletes have said that marijuana or CBDs is their way forward. Keep an eye, I feel like Rachel Maddow. Keep an eye on this space. I think this is very interesting. You know that I am an advocate for this. Hashtag cannaathlete instead of cannabis. Go out out there on Twitter, you can see this. Props to the big three for leading the trail in this and being a trendsetter in this way. I can only hope that it is a the first domino to fall. Similarly to how, you know olympians this year we're coming out of the closet right that hasn't hit the nfl yet or the NF- nba yet but similar danny as soon as maybe some people come out as soon as maybe we have some positive proof points that yeah it is okay maybe then the door opens and we see more and more of this in the same vein but i had to bring that to you guys the big three legalizing cbds as we put the fun in functional sports content right here on the fantasy freestyle all right danny auto now out. let's pass the microphone down there in the pit of misery where's my man jp the night owl where you at jp i'm hanging man what's going yeah, on Yeah, buddy first of all i know you're a millennial what do you think about this the big three legalizing cbds for their athletes for pain management
3: blows my mind that they're the first ones to do it thank how you how are they sir? so far ahead of these leagues man. that's what i'm
1: saying right ahead of the curve it is kind of interesting i think that i agree with you all right jp Last year, and for everybody who's down with the Stats Over Beats Cypher, who was in here, and by the way, guys, yo, thank you so much, okay? Last football season, my Stats Over Beats Cypher, y'all brung the heat with the phone calls, with the game of inches. You got us nominated to be one of the best radio shows in the industry, and I'm going to be dependent on you guys once football season gets starting and rolling. I'm going to depend on you guys to hit me up at 844 843 6879 I think we may go back to more than just one show a week. I'm still working it out with our fearless leader, Mike Cardano. We'll see. Keep an ear for that. Tell everybody, though, that you want Fantasy Freestyle more than just weekly so I can give you waivers. I can give you DFS. I can give you injuries. I can give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. But if you weren't with me last football season, like JP wasn't, JP, part of our crew is the Trap Game Maestros. They legitimately would do a fantasy football remix of popular hip-hop songs, but turn it around quick. We would play it on the show like the Tuesday or Wednesday, and they would have literate you know legitimate info and stats from literally the last week and we do the rapping athletes all the time but you didn't get to hear any of them jp so over the course of the next couple weeks i think we're going to play some of the best ones and i want to get your take on it sounds good night owl sounds good let's start it off right now young cars and the trap game maestros this is their the song is riding dirty for our nfc west previews the trap game maestros made a riding girly remix let's play that right now here on the fantasy freestyle the Rams ready. The Rams go up there and win 42-7 in Seattle. And, uh, did you see what Todd Gurley did to them? Hi, this is Carson Daly with your TRL top video of the week, the Trap Game
0: Maestros.
2: Playoffs we rolling. They hating. They trolling and trying to catch me riding, Gurley. Trying to catch, catch me riding, Gurley. Trying to catch me riding, Gurley. Trying to catch me riding, Gurley. Trying to catch me riding, Gurley. Ridin', 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 just scored four touchdowns. I'm cranking. They hopin' that they gon' catch me ridin' girly Tryna catch me riding girly Tryna catch me riding girly to catch me Try to catch me Drop right it on him, him, young cod. They can stop the screen. Sucks his aim, stopping GG3. D can't help, they can see these leads. Nose tax we can they smell the feet. Ram's so slick, NFC like hold up D slow strength, rapping controller. Drawn up runs with the Crayola. T can't see with the garcoma. Hawks ain't no setting up those ladies. zones. peach, watch, film marks Todd, 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 and source dog in the rents off babies. Used to be a dog, but he ain't got rabies. Fancy points go all the way up to the maximum. And Jared Costal rubber, was he gonna pass for some and they be not see out like a stick to drum and shoot up and spit out like a stick of gum or TDs put on a show? Forty points, he ain't trippin' bro. O line pushin', they like hit this hole. Ground to pound, about to take it, soul. Todd lighted it up like an execution. Third year, and he's got contributions. Hundred fifty yards, and it sets off boostin' One last weekend, ten in Houston, and the Rams hate blue playoffs. We rolling, they hatin' they trolling, and try to catch me riding, girly. 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 Ridin girly. Ridin girly. Just scored four touchdowns. I'm cranking. They hoping that they won't catch me riding, girly. Trying to catch me riding, girly. Trying to catch me riding, girly. Trying to catch me riding, girl. Trying to catch me riding, girly. Ridin girly. Like snoop up and smoking. Trees and tees, to be looking broken. Going for the ring like my name is token. On an excursion, swerving. Because I gotta curve them. Play me every week.
1: And Hi, you can and fade that out and now, guys. And
2: again last year.
1: Thanks so much. So, JP, I'm talking, this came at right after the week that he did, in fact, score four touchdowns. And people were riding, girly, to the playoffs. What you think, Night Owl? That's so cool that they do this, like, right after the games and stuff too, man. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So not bad. Some of the other ones that we'll do, they did one for Amari Cooper, and instead of Forgot About Dre, it was Forgot Amare. So that was a good one. They did one for Deshaun Watson set to the Outcast song, I'm Sorry, Miss Jackson, and was like, I'm sorry, Miss Watson. So that was a great one. They did one with Julio Jones, okay, and it was like, Instead of like, get low, low, low. It was like, got to get Julio, oh, oh, So that was dope. They did one also, I believe, with the Saints running backs. It was like, man, they run in just too fast. You need to run it, that sort of thing. So we got a bunch of them. Ironically, they did also do one for LaShawn McCoy. But we're not going to play that one. All right there, JP. We're not gonna play that one moving forward. Um, so keep that in your memory banks, okay, JP? Rod and Gurley, focusing on obviously Todd Gurley. Pretty high bar, right? But in the next couple of weeks, JP, how long are you here for? When is your uh when is your internship or whatever lapse? Are you like gone when the school year starts?
0: Um,
2: no, I'm here for a while. I've got one week I won't be here. I'm going to Canada, but that's about it. I'll be here hey. till like
1: mid-August. All right, cool. So I got a couple weeks left with you. We're going to play for the next few weeks, maybe the next four or five weeks, like we used to do the rapping athletes. We're going to critique the Trap Game Maestros, my people, Young Kaz. Big ups to them. Big shout out to them. They are definitively part of the Stats overbeat Cypher. You know it real well. Now, is by any chance my best friend forever, Mike Florio, around there in the fantasy pit of misery by any chance? He's here. Can I chat it up with Florio for like two minutes real quick? All right, that's what's up. Hey, so Mikey Florio, I don't know, I don't know how big of a UFC fan you are, but on UFC 226, and I know my man Danny Otto knows what I'm going to talk about, Daniel Cormier goes and takes the t- championship of the world, right, over uh, Stipe, he knocks him out in the first round, right? Then afterwards... Then afterwards, he cuts a WWE-style promo against Brock Lesnar, who just happens to be standing ringside or octagon side. He comes in and pushes Cormier, talks about these other guys, and say he's coming for his title. Florio, it was straight out of WWE. Now, I know you follow WWE, Florio, and Brock Lesnar is like an absent champion. I'm wondering if this kind of, like, UFC-WWE crossover stuff is going to happen. Florio, are you familiar with what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, I am. Uh, it it was straight up WWE. It was WWE. weird. Even after the fight, you know, Lesnar pushed him, and then yeah. Lesnar cut a promo. like Right. And, only- like, Dana White
1: gives him—or or Joe Rogan, whoever, gives him the mic, you know? Yeah. The, like, it's all part of it. The only thing more
3: real about UFC than WWE is that they actually fight. Right. But they, they did drop the ball, because if Vince McMahon booked this— Brock Lesnar wouldn't have been sitting ringside. He would have got called out, and then the music would have hit, and right.
1: him, him and Paul Heyman would have walked Come out. Come out together. I thought it was really interesting. What do we make of this, though? Florian I know you're a wrestling fan. Do we make of this that, like, Brock is going to be in the UFC, and we, and maybe, like, SummerSlam is actually, like, an open four-person tournament for a vacant WWE title? Well, I he can't fight. Before He's got, got a six-month suspension, yeah. right, because the, uh the drugs?
3: So I think he'll drop the belt to Braun at SummerSlam because mm. Braun's already challenged him, I believe. Oh, uh, he's got that money-in-the-bank stuff. Yeah, so I think that that's what they'll do. But maybe maybe Vince wants, you know, Brock to walk out to UFC holding the
1: WWE, WWE title. title. That could be interesting, a la Florio Alundra Blaze bringing the WWE Dang. title over to WCW and dropping it in the garbage can. This is also a clear path now
3: for John Jay versus... Oh, uh, not John Jay, uh... John Jones versus...
1: Cormier? Versus Brock Lesnar.
3: Oh, true. Because now they both go to Cormier to get to right. each other. Right, and they both
1: have their own, like, WADA drug suspensions to yeah. deal with. Dude, they'll put in the contract, who cares if you do steroids? Like, Listen,
3: <laughs> I hear you.
1: They, like, they say, who cares if you do steroids? The big three says, who cares if you, if you take CBDs? You know, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. Last, really quick, uh, Florio, I know you're a Bills fan. This um, Shady McCoy news... Um, I've said it. If this is true, he should be in jail. But talk to me about the fantasy implications. Do you think DeMarco Murray could be a good fit there, potentially?
3: Yeah, I think that is a signing that makes sense. Right now, it would be Chris Ivory. But, yeah, I think DeMarco Murray, he's a veteran who needs a home. I think that makes perfect sense. I also... I was avoiding McCoy anyway because the Bills lost three alignment. They have terrible weapons around him. I'm putting all 53 men
1: in the box to try to stop McCoy.
3: Exactly. So I was avoiding him already. Now I don't think he... I, you can't draft him at all.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't draft LaShawn McCoy. I'm telling you. I don't care how this gets dragged out. Remember how Zeke Elliott got dragged out and he ultimately hurt you in the fantasy playoffs. Okay? So, listen. I've already said this. If true, he should be in jail. Okay? But, uh you got to see how these things go. It's definitely going to be a headache, but keep an eye on this, whether it's Chris Ivory or whether it's a guy like DeMarco Murray that they bring in. Keep an eye out on this. Thanks to my boy, my best friend forever, Mikey Florio. Thanks to the Night Owl, JP. Thanks, as always, to my man, Danny Otto, who was my plus one for the World's Tallest Models show. And thanks, of course, to Strong Style Ninja, Lance Davis, Jilly Dilly, the Unicorn, and the rest of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I'll talk to you next Tuesday, right before the All-Star Game, keep it locked, Fantasy Freestyle. And if you want to hear me, 7 to 9 a.m., wake up early. We cockadoodle do it every morning, all right? Spitting Statistician, Fantasy Freestyle. Peace.